Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. All right, so today we thought we would dive into the topic of motivation and momentum. And the reason why, we have talked about this before in the past on this podcast, but I think this is such a relevant topic in today's atmosphere. I think with people being at home, handling their kids 24-7, you know, not operating in our normal realm, we are struggling more and more with being motivated and having momentum. Like our old normal is no longer our new normal. So how do we navigate that? What should that look like? Should we be you know, working eight hours a day, or should we completely change the script? So what do you think, Laura? I think it's a great question. And I think a lot of us are grappling with it. I am hearing it from my clients. I know that you are as well. And we're experiencing it, you know, just changing your schedule, balancing the kids at home, definitely the homeschooling and work balance. Um, For many of us that have learned how to work remotely and work around our kids, that piece isn't new, but it's like the intensity of that. <laughs> you know, It's like, I remember how on Sunday nights, I used to feel relieved that um, as an entrepreneur, Mondays for me, you know, was like my Sunday because Mondays I didn't, um, I don't put clients and I would just get organized, you know, Monday, like I go through my calendar, I go through all my emails, I could get organized for the week. And cause I'm still busy with family on Sundays. And so recently I have noticed come you know Sunday night, I'm like, Oh, I don't have, I don't have that tomorrow because <laughs> going to have kids at home and my son is going to need homeschooling in the morning. And, you know, and so I think there's shifts in like what pockets of time we used to have to get clear. And that can really impact our motivation. People don't realize how being thrown off your pattern can really make a difference in your momentum. They start to think what's wrong with me. Why am I just being so, you know, we, call ourselves lazy, these horrible self-critical things that we do. Um, So I would like to normalize it on this call, you know, that of course we are, of course we are feeling that way and feeling a little less motivated off our normal patterns. And that's all very, very normal, you know, for these kinds of disruptions. Yes. And I think that's the key is the normalization. What I what I am seeing is that a lot of women I'm talking to, a lot of women I'm working with, their expectations are way too high. You know, they're and it's them holding those expectations. I mean, some they, like they have their own business, so they are their own boss. For some people, of course, who are still working full time, like their boss is a little bit of that person holding restrictions or holding, you know, kind of those expectations. But I think it's interesting because for us individuals, Individually, I feel like we're all still holding some kind of expectation of how we should be operating, of what our momentum should look like, of what our motivation should look like. And then if it doesn't look that way, we beat ourselves up, we shame ourselves, we talk back to ourselves, we beat ourselves down, you know, and and I think this is really a shift we have to make because it is not effective in helping us progress. And that's what I tell my clients and that's what I work with a lot because the more we beat ourselves up, the more we shame ourselves, the more we make ourselves wrong, 
the harder it is to be motivated again, the harder it is to pick up our momentum. Exactly. And you think about that, you know, the way that we, if you think about if you've tried to motivate someone else, if you've tried to motivate a child or you've motivated a friend, does it work by just criticizing the heck out of them? No, they, they end up collapsing into this, you know, or walk off really mad. So if we think, how would we talk to a friend? How would we motivate a friend? We would say, you know, you've really, you've got this considering everything that's on your plate. You're doing a great job. The fact that you got one thing off that to-do list is amazing. You know, if we actually spoke to ourselves with that same generosity, and we've talked about this theme on our show before, because it is applicable in so many different ways um, of like, cultivating compassion for ourselves, giving ourselves permission, being able to, you know, shift this sort of internal drill sergeant voice that many of us have internalized from just like what we, you know, some of us had to do that in school or had to do that for parents or had to do that in corporate environments. And so we've just internalized that voice and kept that standard And then when we fall slightly below it because of something that's never happened in our lifetime or in the lifetime of humans for quite some time, a global pandemic, that we can't give ourselves a break. I I mean, it's been a hundred (laughs) years. I mean, I think it's so, it's so interesting. And, you know, I want to talk about a few ideas around this and a few ways to reframe motivation and momentum. But like, I think the first thing really is this, it is about letting go of expectation. It is about way lowering your bar. I mean, like way lowering. Most people are up, you know, a hundred times higher than they should be right now. And I'm like, no, 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 really lower that bar, lower that bar. Because there's so much pressure and stress. And I think a lot of us are navigating it fairly well, right? You know, like we're in our homes, we're safe. You know, there's of course all variations of where people are, right? There are people who are in absolute survival. You know, there are people in total struggle. There are people, there are single parents who are just parenting 24-7. Oh my goodness, I like so feel for them. And there's all kinds of variations of where we're at. And I think for some people, they're navigating it fairly well. And so then they're questioning, but why don't I have more momentum and, you know, more motivation? I mean, I'm sitting in my house. I'm safe. I'm, you know, I am not going out without food right now. I, you know, my kids are okay. Like we're at that place. And there's this expectation that even at that level, we should be in a different place. We should be more motivated. We should have more momentum. But I think that what a lot of people are not recognizing or understanding is there's a lot of underlying stress we're all navigating. And we all navigate that differently. So some people feel stress and you can see it, right? They show it outwardly. Other people feel stress and they internalize it. Some people push that stress really far down. It comes out in lack of sleep, nightmares, you know, all kinds of ways that we don't notice. It's not as direct or as conscious, but we're all feeling stress. I mean, there's not a single person in the world right now, in my opinion, that isn't feeling some level of stress. Everything has changed. Everything is uncertain. Everything is different. There's no way to get out of the stress trap. And I think that just that alone will cause us to be more demotivated, more loss of momentum. And so we just have to understand that this is the reality and you are totally normal. And in fact, if you aren't allowing yourself to not have motivation and momentum, you're actually hurting yourself. Like it's it's not okay to keep yourself at an expectation that's unrealistic. 
A hundred percent. And I'm thinking, I wish I was a graphic designer. And if you're listening and you are, I would love to see an image of like, here's your brain, <laughs> here's your brain on stress. Here's your brain on a global pandemic stress. <laughs> I love that. You know, to really actually get people to understand that, yes, stress changes the way that our brain works. Stress changes our body. So we don't have the focus, the clarity, the creativity, the productivity. And one of the reasons that is, is that when the body feels threatened, even if it's an emotional threat. So some people may say, but I'm safe. I do feel safe. I'm in my house. My kids are okay. I've got food. Yes, maybe your basic needs are met and you're feeling safe about that. But most likely you're still stressed about your business. You're stressed about the future. You're stressed about, well, what if we do run out of food or run out of money? Like there's things in the future that you start to worry about that emotionally creates a threat in our body. Our nervous systems do not discriminate. I've talked about this before between a real threat and an emotional threat. It feels the same to your body. Your nervous system's like something is wrong. So as soon as all the energy in our brain and our body goes to self-preservation, then it's not motivated, guess what, to develop that third tier offer that you were going to launch. <laughs> like your, your brain is like, no, that's not what we're focused on right now. We're like, who needs food? And what's interesting, I even have a, a friend of mine, an entrepreneur uh, who says, uh, who's like, all I want to do really is be in the kitchen and I want to cook and I feel <laughs> really good there. And I was like, well, that's because that feels like your basic survival needs. Your body loves that you're you know, making food. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. I saw the sign the other day that said, I need more social distancing from my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and I think that's it. We're looking to, to create something to feel good. Like, and I think this is what we, you know, don't understand is that that stress level is creating behavioral shifts, even if they're small, right? Maybe we're eating differently. Maybe we're not sleeping as well. And therefore we're not, we don't have as much energy in the day. We are literally not having enough space for sure. Like if you have kids, absolutely. Maybe if you don't have kids, you, you have a lot of space. Maybe if you're by yourself, you have a lot of space, but then you're feeling isolated or you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling like you don't have anyone to hold you or, you know, there's all kinds of things that we're all navigating. There's no one that can escape it. And so I think we just, yeah, have to recognize that our brains, our bodies, our nervous systems are shifted right now. And that energy that has to go to navigating those things, it's shutting down other areas of ourselves like creativity and you know, motivation and momentum and all of that. And so, you know, our resources are being sent to the places that need them most right now. And that isn't like, yeah, the next launch or the next great goals. And I think the other thing that we're not, you know, recognizing is none of us can plan. Like we can't plan. We don't know when kids are going to go back to school. We don't know when the government's going to open up the economies. We don't know when people are going to be spending money again. We have no idea. So like so I see, and I'm watching a lot of people like, try to plan to control, right? They're feeling out of control and they're like, I'm just going to plan regardless. I'm just going to plan for when things do happen. But it's like we're planning in the darkness. There's no real ability to plan effectively. And for a lot of us who are entrepreneurs, that's kind of our thing, right? Like we're planners, we're visionaries. We can kind of see into the future, but everything's been turned on its head and that's really hard now. Yes. Yes. It's such a good point. And I think that people do that as a way of finding control. I'll try to plan. I'll set some dates on the calendar. I'll create this next thing. And that feels good to a certain extent that you you're kind of putting, trying to put your flag in the soil, so to speak. However, 
that is future forecasting, which makes us really more anxious. So even though there's a kind of this illusion of control, it would be best if we shift our attention into the present and like, what is it that's happening for me right now? What is it that I have control over? Oh, okay. So I can just allow myself for the next two hours not to do something and to just walk and listlessly like or drink my tea or play with my kids. Like, what would it be like to let yourself be more fully in the present take things off your plate sometimes to just because mm, it's not going to happen. And these expectation that you talked about earlier, I think is just, we can still communicate to clients. We can have a auto responder, you know, that says I'm only um, responding to emails twice a week, or I am completely taking this time to dive into some, you know, R and D for my company and I'm redesigning something or, you know, there's tons of things that we can, just communicate that also gives us permission. Communicate to your clients, communicate to your customers that you're taking this time to do it differently. Maybe they won't have the same expectations of you if you allow yourself to shift and then express it. And then I want to say one more thing about R&D that when, you know, just research and development is something that we talk about a lot is early stage companies, but we always need to be going into like where, where could this shift or what, what could I shift about my business that is more in alignment with what I could imagine post COVID, but let it come from a more like creative space, right. And like research what's happening or let it be kind of more of that energy. And I know that you, Sonia, are doing a lot more focus on your, the importance of self-development for entrepreneurs. And I think right now your best R and D focus is self-development. Let's Hell research. Yeah. <laughs> Let's research the self, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that brings me to a really good point I wanted to chat about in terms of momentum and motivation. Because so recently I've been doing a lot of work on self-development with my clients. We work in it as a group. And I've been reframing things for them because one of the things that I think is really challenging in the self-development, in the business world, in leadership, in all the areas I cover, is that everything is talked about from a masculine lens. So we don't even know how to view things from a feminine lens. It's like a totally different shift in viewpoint. And so motivation is one of those things I often talk about because here is how it looks between a masculine and a feminine lens. So a masculine lens looks as motivation as something we have to create. We have to like because that's the masculine to create right so to have action and so oftentimes we're pushing ourselves to have motivation what's wrong with me why don't I have motivation I need to like do something I need to like get out and create my motivation and so we look at it from this very masculine viewpoint of I have to do something I have to push it I have to make it happen but the truth is, if you look at it through a feminine lens, what I have found over the years is that we all have natural motivation in our essential self. But what happens is that we get stuck in some of these layers that cover up our essential self. So it could be grief. It could be, you know, fear. It could be, you know, the stuff that we need to work with inside of ourselves, our patterns, our fears, the stuff that comes up to say, hey, I'm here for you to pay attention to. Oftentimes, as soon as we work through all of that, as soon as we get through some of what is sort of, you know, capturing our attention, whether that's fear in this moment, whether that's the relationship that we're having challenges with and we're that, you know, whether that's our worry about the future, when we really navigate and start to work in those things that are coming up, what happens is 
it dissolves all of that and we wake up to our natural motivation. So we don't have to find motivation. We don't have to do it. We don't have to make it happen. Motivation is always inside of us, but we have to dissolve the things that are in the way. And this is what I feel like we don't even understand because no one's ever described it from that viewpoint. And so, so often we're spending so much effort and time trying to make ourselves be motivated when really it's the opposite. We need to let go. We need to dissolve. It's all the feminine tools. So dissolving, letting go, appreciating, honoring ourselves, all of that will dissolve those things that are in the way of the motivation that's already there. Yes, it's so true because it makes me think of you're creating space. And I had a conversation um, with a, a friend about this where she's pivoting her business. You know, now that COVID has happened, she's like, you know what? It's making me rethink things. I'm just going to, I kind of, but I've got to create space before anything can change. And that dissolving, the feminine can come in and really clear space. And the feminine approach to business is so much about that. It's allowing and it's making space and it's pausing. And that's what even, you know, that whole um, kind of like nurturing thing that a lot of the feminine energy brings, like, how do I prepare? How do I get something ready? How do I move the energy? How do I create that space? And it's not that just masculine, let's crash through, push through, go, go, go. Now, I'm really grateful. I know that there's still not a lot of examples in the world of like very visible companies where you can say they're just really doing a great job in that feminine leadership space. But I think there's more and more individuals that are, right? There's us and there's more and more small businesses and there's more and more of that conversation in the, in the future of work. And I think there's, I, I see it in the co-working industry. And so there's definitely the shift in how we can relate to our business and motivation is one practice where we could all kind of work with just that, not have to take your whole business. If you don't, if you don't know how to take the whole business into a feminine lens, how do you just work with your approach to motivation? Maybe yeah. as like an entry point. Yeah, it's so good because it's like the same tools that you're applying to almost everything if you are sort of switching to that feminine lens, right? The masculine tools are, you know, forcing action, you know, creating. The feminine tools are dissolving, receiving, surrendering, you know, those kind of things. And so, yeah, if you can just start with one thing, which is, you know, starting to dissolve whatever's in your way. And what happens is we have to acknowledge our emotions, right? So emotions and reactions, whatever we're feeling, that really gets in the way of our motivation. We we don't understand why we can't just be motivated, but it's because for women, especially our motivation is so linked to our emotions. So if our emotional body is congested by all the things we haven't navigated that are up, then yeah, we're going to have a hard time feeling that motivation because it is inside of that body that's very cluttered with grief or fear or worry or stress or, you know, just no ability to even have the space to think clearly about where we are and what we need and want right now. So, you know, it's just starting to understand there is a different way to look at it and the more you try to push yourself, actually, the less motivation you're going to have. And the more you allow yourself to just navigate whatever's in front of you, the more motivation you're going to find. A hundred percent. I want to underline that and <laughs> highlight and exclamation point, because that 
part that you said about if you are emotionally and physically congested with all of the wounds and the trauma and the depletion, and you aren't able to move forward, you just simply can't push through that. And yes, you, you do for years, right? There are those of us that recognize that where we push, 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 but at such a big expense to our health and our well-being. And so learning to take that, like when that lack of motivation comes in, instead of eventually, like immediately saying, what's wrong with me? To have this approach that's more like, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, I really can't bring myself to be in this space right now. Um, I can't look at my computer. I can't follow an email. I can't plan my next thing. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I guess I need something else. I guess I need to walk away. I guess I need to sleep, rest, lay down, zone out. You know, it's like, what if we just were able to kind of take a different path every time we feel that lack of motivation. And this comes back to what you talk about all the time. It's like the skill building of listening more and tuning in and and then having a different approach, different reaction to that lack of motivation. It takes practice. Yeah, it does. It absolutely takes practice. And I think, you know, there are some really kind of practical things we can look at in terms of business right now and, and momentum. So, you know, a lot of my clients, we, we talk a lot about minimal momentum. That's a big thing in my program because I want people to have consistency. And one of the challenges with a lot of small businesses and why it's challenging to get results as well is because we just don't have consistency, right? Because we have crazy lives and kids and, you know, we get sick and all these things happen. And and oftentimes we're pushing, 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 pushing. And so we have big, you know, big momentum, big energy going out. And then all of a sudden we crash because it's too much. And then we have nothing for a period of time and we lose so much results during that sort of lack of momentum. And so what I talk a lot about is having this minimal consistency. And it's really funny because the way we're trained, even though I talk about when I say minimal consistency, I might mean like one hour a day. And yet a lot of people interpret it as my minimal is an eight hour day. (laughs) No. No, no, that's not minimal. Minimal is something you can do when you're sick. Minimal is something you can do when like your kids have a million things on in a week. Minimal is like literally the minimal, the bottom line that you can consistently do every week. And so I think this is one of those times where we really need to be operating on minimal momentum. And so I'm going to give you permission, listeners, to put all of your big projects on the shelf, put all of your nice-to-haves on the shelf, put all of the things that you wanted to get done by this quarter, by this month, by this time in 2020, put them on the shelf, right? Re-look at everything to say, what is my minimal momentum? And my, in my opinion, minimal momentum is always around in a business, is always around self-care, delivering to clients in a minimal way, and sales in a minimal way. So it's like those three things. It is not content. It is not big projects. It is not launching. It is not any of that. And so obviously, you know, it depends on where you are. It depends on what you're having to navigate. But if you 
really look into yourself and say, what is the minimal I can do to survive? What is the minimal I can do to keep things flowing in my business and find some sanity? Like that's what I think is really important. And if you can keep that minimal momentum and consistency every day, which might be, you know, like I tell my clients, it might be five things you do. And not like one thing is I'm going to get my website redone today. That's not one thing. That's a hundred things. So like, you know, one thing might be I'm going to reach out to this one contact who I need to follow up with. That's one thing. So if you create five small things like that and do just those five things every day, you're going to start to see a lot of traction in your business, a lot of success, a lot of results, a lot of momentum, a lot of exponential growth just by that small amount of consistency. And I think this is, you know, this is a perfect time for us to practice this and try this because we don't have as much momentum. I know I do not have as much creativity and I'm a creative, like visionary kind of person. And it's like, it's just not happening. And I've had to just let go of all the many projects I want to accomplish and, you know, all the dreams we have of like, everybody's at home. I've got more time and space. I should be more creative. I should be getting more done. Like I've let all of that go and just allow myself to follow my own energy, my own momentum. And when I feel more momentum, when I feel more motivation, then I can get more done. But it's like really keep, you know, like committing to that small amount of consistency. We've got to let ourselves off the hook so that we can really accomplish less but get more results. Yes, completely agree. And I really love, it makes me think the parable of the, you know, the turtle and the hare. You know, it's just that you could try to go all out and be so motivated like that hare just run in full speed and then, you know, you stop and you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Like, oh, look at me. I just pushed that big thing out, you know, and then you have to sprint again. Or you could be the turtle and then is that minimal output, that minimal motivation, is that what you call it? Minimal, okay, minimal momentum. Momentum, minimal momentum. I like that a lot. So like, just what is that? And it is amazing what consistency creates. We, it's really underappreciated. It's undervalued in our culture of like going big, you know, to just do the small thing. And that's even um, that best-selling book, Atomic Habits. That's what he speaks about in changing behavior is 1%. Just 1% a day, a consistent change of 1% a day gets you a whole new result, like in a year, you know? So it's really an interesting way and an important way of, of rethinking. And to add to that, you know, it's like, I think a good exercise, which are my like applicable things you can do is also, you know, don't just kind of walk away from this conversation saying, oh yeah, I need to change my ex expectations and give myself more permission. Maybe you adopt a practice every morning where you actually write to yourself, like I'm giving myself, write yourself permission slips. I'm giving myself permission today to let go of, or I'm giving myself permission today to do one hour of work or whatever it is, you know? Yes. But like really do it. Really think about what do I, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to just really give myself more permission today and write that slip? Because Sonia and I are giving it to you. Like we yes. are definitely all about giving you permission. <laughs> the permission slips have been granted. They've been passed out. You have several. You can write whatever you want in them. Like utilize them. I love that. It reminds me of like, I remember a long time ago, there was Sark. Do you remember Sark? Yes. 
Yep. So she had these beautiful, the yeah, she was this beautiful artist. She had these beautiful books that were all very creative and feminine and like, I love them. And she used to talk about permission slips and, you know, giving ourselves permission to be free, to, to live, to relax, to, you know, all the things that we don't give ourselves permissions for. So I think that's really great. I love that. And, and this is probably a really good place to kind of wrap up this podcast episode. But I think what we really just hope to accomplish today is just to share with you a different perspective of motivation and momentum. And if you are feeling low motivation, low momentum, guess what? You're you're normal. You're amazing. You're totally normal and it's okay. <laughs> you're in the same boat with all of us. We're in this together. Yay! Yay! <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. If you have a service business, I can help. I know many of you are feeling fear, worry, or confusion about how to pivot your business and survive these times. I'm in my third decade of helping women navigate challenging business situations. These are unprecedented times and we need to think quickly, be creative, and stay strategic to navigate them and come through successfully on the other side. If you are struggling right now and need help, I can help you in one of my many coaching programs that have been developed for just this form of crisis. You don't have to do it alone. I can quickly help you look at where you need to put your attention so that you can financially remain stable. Go to sonyastatman.com or womeninthebusinessarena.com for support. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.